This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Helena City officials say they will begin talks with interim city manager Tim Burton to finalize a new employment agreement in the coming days for him to become again the permanent city manager. Burton was selected Tuesday night by the city commission from among three finalists. Should the negotiations result in an agreement, it would then go to the city commission for approval. As interim city manager, Burton was paid $14,713 a month and receives a $200 a month automobile allowance. A $74,650 request to use urban renewal funds for rebuilding Helena's historic fire tower has been approved by the City Commission. The rehabilitation work is expected to begin this summer and be completed by the fall. Since its construction nearly 150 years ago, moisture has collected in the mortise and tenon joints, the cheeks and splits, and it all breeds fungi that eat away wood fiber. A significant portion of the fire tower was severely damaged in 2016 after an arson incident. At least six of the joints will likely need to be replaced along with the end segments of the timber beams and their tenants. That's according to a trio of specialists flown in to assess the damage in July. The Montana House has approved a bill that would spend $96 million of the state's budget surplus to stabilize the pension funds for law enforcement. The bill received preliminary approval from the House on Wednesday. Following on the heels of another bill to put $300 million into the State Employee Retirement Fund. Representative Terry Moore, the Republican from Billings, sponsored House Bill 569. It passed 65 to 35 and still needs a final vote before going to the Senate. The House voted down a Democrat-sponsored amendment that would have removed a requirement that law enforcement officers reach the age of 50 before they can start drawing their retirement benefits. They also have to be on the job for 20 years before they become eligible. Republican Representative Lou Jones of Congress, the bill would add a significant liability to the existing unfunded obligations. Senate Majority Leader Steve Fitzpatrick, the Republican of Great Falls, chastised his colleagues, saying, It's fun to come up here and play Santa Claus and give away benefits, Fitzgerald said, but this is an important thing for the taxpayers. Senate Minority Leader Pat Flowers, the Democrat from Bozeman, said the bill would ultimately help the states struggle to hire workers. Beginning in May, the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Transportation Partnership will take applications to address wildlife vehicle collisions on Montana highways. Montana has one of the nation's highest incidents of wildlife vehicle collisions per capita. Each year, the Montana Department of Transportation maintenance crews collect more than 6,000 wild animal carcasses and more than 10% of all crashes in Montana result from wildlife collisions. Nationally, wildlife collisions kill more than a million large mammals, cause hundreds of human facilities, 
and lead to more than 26,000 injuries. A bill that will level harsher penalties on convicted fentanyl traffickers has passed the House Judiciary Committee. House Bill 791, sponsored by Representative Courtney Sprunger, the Republican from Kalispell, would add a mandatory two-year minimum sentence in prison for a conviction of distributing the synthetic opioid and extend the maximum sentence to 40 years. Felony criminal distribution of a dangerous drug is currently punishable by up to 25 years. There is no mandatory minimum. Sprunger introduced the bill with the support of Attorney General Austin Knudsen. Under the bill, those convicted of trafficking fentanyl would not be eligible for a suspended sentence or deferred imposition of a sentence for the first two years. The convicted individual would remain ineligible for parole until after completing that two-year stint. The proposal would apply to anyone convicted of distributing fentanyl and several related drugs in quantities of upwards of 100 pills or more than 10 grams. According to statistics from the state crime lab, there were 49 confirmed fentanyl overdose deaths in Montana in 2021. In 2022, that was 74, a 51% increase. Steve Crawford, chief of the Narcotics Bureau of the Montana Division of Criminal Investigation, testified to the increase in fentanyl seizures and overdoses. Crawford called the piece of legislation a public safety bill as an increase in fentanyl in the state leads to an increase in overdose deaths. Other proponents included the Montana Police Officers Association, the Montana County Attorneys Association, and the Montana Police Protective Association. The ACLU of Montana opposed the bill, citing the mandatory minimum sentence. Maggie Bornstein, who represents the group, requested that the legislation receive a fiscal note owing to the likely increase in the costs of incarceration. Hannah Pate, a community organizer with Montana Women Vote, also opposed the bill, worrying that the potential misuse of mandatory minimum sentences would occur. Pate argued the bill would adversely affect lower-income areas and communities of color. The bill passed the committee 14 to 5. Republican lawmakers on the House Judiciary Committee have approved, on a party-line vote, a bill to ban most abortions after 12 weeks of pregnancy. House Bill 721, sponsored by House Speaker Matt Regeer, the Republican from Kalispell, would prohibit abortions after 12 weeks of gestation. That's near the end of the first trimester, when health providers no longer recommend medication to terminate a pregnancy, but instead use a dilation and evacuation procedure also known as a procedural or surgical abortion. Regeer described the procedure as dismemberment of a fetus. Opponents countered that HB 721 was medically inaccurate, inflammatory, criminalized the practice of medicine, and would result in the loss of second trimester abortion access. That's an infringement on Montana's long-standing legal protections for abortion. Legislative staff attorneys also warned 
the bill created potential constitutional conformity issues with the state's 1999 Supreme Court ruling granting pre-viability access from a chosen provider. Healthcare officials who practice such abortions described in Regeer's bill would face a $50,000 fine, 10 years in prison, and licensure penalties. A House committee passed House Bill 625, introduced by Representative Kerry Suskin Crow, the Republican from Billings, which would require medical professionals to work to, quote, preserve the life and health of an infant who was born alive, regardless of viability. That's a redefinition of Legislative Referendum 131 that voters rejected last November. Opponents said the bill fails to protect the privacy of individuals and families experiencing difficult pregnancies and miscarriages. Opponents said the idea that infants are killed following an abortion is a dangerous lie intended to stigmatize abortion and demonize patients and providers, end quote. There was an effort to blast House Bill 448, a right-to-work bill that saw heavy oppositions from unions and other organized labor, and was tabled in committee last week. The motion came from Representative Caleb Hinkle, the Republican from Belgrade, who brought a similar bill last session and was opposed by House Business and Labor Chairman Representative Ed Buttry of Great Falls. The bill ultimately failed 71 to 28. A bill from House Speaker Matt Regeer of Kalispell would prohibit censorship by social media platforms. Regeer said House Bill 770 was copied from a Texas bill which would allow a banned social media user to sue the platform to be reinstated. The bill was challenged in court and could head to the United States Supreme Court, according to reporting from Politico. This comes weeks after Republican U.S. Senator Steve Daines made national headlines after he was blocked by Twitter for posting a picture of himself and his wife hunting. Daines was reinstated. The bill passed 68-32. to 32. A House committee has narrowly advanced several bills that seek to expand wolf trapping. Representative Paul Fielder, the Republican from Thompson Falls, sponsored the bills which would bar restrictions outside of federally designated grizzly recovery zones. They're smaller than occupied territory. Fielder said in support of the bills he's working with Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks to narrow the restrictions to areas that are truly occupied by grizzlies as the restrictions apply to much of western Montana. The bill saw a mixture of support and opposition, notable among the opponents, the office of Governor Greg Gianforti and FWP. They raised concerns that the bills could jeopardize the efforts to delist grizzlies from the Endangered Species Act. House Bill 703, sponsored by Representative Denley Lodge, the Republican from St. Regis, would allow a landlord and tenant to work out an agreement about an emotional support animal before the tenant moves in. The bill says service animals are separately defined in state law. 
The bill outlines the reasons a landlord can deny an emotional support animal. It also says, quote, if a tenant's disability-related need for an emotional support animal is not readily apparent, the landlord may request the tenant provide supporting documents from a mental health professional. Speaking against the bill, Representative Zoe Zephyr, the Democrat from Missoula, said the bill allows landlords to turn down more tenants with emotional support animals than they should be able to. The bill passed 71 to 29. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Belfast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.